0: Good morning and welcome to Grow Siouxland. Chris McGowan with the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce and the Siouxland Initiative. So pleased that you've decided to spend part of your holiday weekend with the Siouxland Chamber and KSEJ Radio. We're coming to you this morning from the Siouxland Chamber Radio Studios located on our lower level at 101 Pier Street. And as we often say, uh, the Siouxland Chamber 101 Economic Development, 101 Community Enhancement, or Community Enhancement 101, and we continue to strive to make this the best community to live, work, and play, and we're so pleased for your continued support. On behalf of our producer, Mr. Justin Barker, we'd like to begin this morning by thanking our program sponsor, Chris Bogenreef of NAI United. My guest today is no stranger to this community or these airwaves. Barbara Sloniker serves as the, as the Executive Vice President of the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce and the Siouxland Initiative. In that capacity, Barbara is helping lead a new initiative, a new program. It's a new program nationwide and, and especially new to our community. Barbara, welcome back to Grow Siouxland. Well, thank you. We're thrilled to have you in studio and, and appreciate uh, you spending a little bit of time with us on this holiday weekend. Let's start here. Is all your Christmas shopping ready to go?
1: <laughs> I always say, when people ask if I'm ready for Christmas, I always say, I will be.
0: Very, very good. <laughs> How's that? Well, it's December 23rd, folks. We only have a little bit of time left, and so if you still have some holiday shopping, we hope that you will patronize locally owned and operated businesses who are chamber members throughout our tri-state community uh, of Iowa, Nebraska, and South Dakota. Um, And before we get into the National Civics B, want to reintroduce Barbara to our listening audience, and and Barbara, I know you're you're a native, but tell us a little bit about uh, where you grew up.
1: Well, I grew, I was born in Minneapolis, but grew up in Sioux City. Moved here uh, when I was four or five, so I went to kindergarten through high school here. Attended Helan High School, then went on to Iowa State University, where I graduated uh, with a degree in marketing. Moved to California and Phoenix, and then back home uh, several years later. Uh, worked at a fam- my family trucking company, Midwest Continental, uh, for about 10 years when I returned, and then I've been at the chamber now for 26 years.
0: And uh, we're blessed to have you and and all of your leadership. You wear so many different hats at the Siouxland Chamber. Uh, Let's start with government relations, because that seems to be such an important one these days. And that includes not just local government, but state and national as well.
1: Right, so because we are a tri-state chamber, we do uh, our active, I guess, on all sides of the river, if you will, so Iowa, Nebraska, and South Dakota, and on the federal level. um, On the state level, we do take a lobbying trip with a group of members. Every... uh, January, late January, we usually go to Des Moines to the capital. And in uh, early February, we go to Pierre, South Dakota for the South Dakota side. And then usually April or May timeframe, we do our uh, annual visit out to Washington, D.C., where we meet with uh, the members of Congress um, on the Senate and House side from Iowa, Nebraska, and South Dakota. So that's a huge plus for us to be able to uh, meet with 14 members of Congress.
0: Well, and I know that um, you traveled to Washington, D.C. Uh, this past fall with a couple of major lobbying initiatives uh, on your agenda. Among them um, were, were priorities in, in our Siouxland community. Could you speak to that for just a moment?
1: Well, sure. Um, for, the, for the past few years, actually, when we've been going to D.C., we've been talking a lot about the 185th, our air refueling wing, and making sure that they have the resources and the ramp uh, the ramp space and the runway length and strength that they need to operate their mission at, at full strength. So we've been, uh, go, like I said, going out there every year for the past several years as part of our Washington conference. But this past October, we also uh, brought it up to our members of Congress uh, separately. Uh, Chris and I, Chris McGowan and I were obviously able to go out there together and have some one-on-one meetings. And I think, um, I think we're really making a difference. I think people are understanding that um, the need... Uh, for the the investment needed is actually a, a fulfillment of a promise made over 20 years ago that never 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 came to pass
0: you know it's interesting barbara because I know that you and i are spending a an inordinate amount of time right now focused on legislative priorities and government relations and lobbying, and, and whether that's the 185th, the wastewater treatment plant funding, uh, helping uh, Executive Director Linda Kalin and the Iowa Poison Control Center, Sulam Medical Education Foundation. And then one that's relatively uh, new to us, but um, I'm very pleased with, with the progress that we've made in a short amount of time, is the Winnebago Land Transfer Act. And I you know, you talked about the 185th and the fulfillment of a, of a promise from two decades ago, and the Winnebago Land Transfer Act is something from literally over half a century ago, and so these issues continue to be a priority for this organization.
1: And I think that's the point that maybe people don't understand, and it's it's one of the benefits of being a member of the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce. When those kinds of issues arise, um, we do have access. We do know the right people to go to. We can't promise you 100% that everything will work out like you planned, but at least you have an ear, you have that, you have access. And I think that's really what we do best is connect people.
0: You're listening to Grow Suland on KSEJ 1360 AM 94.9 FM, where our guest is the executive vice president of the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce and the Siouxland Initiative, Barbara Sloniker. And Barbara, I know that government relations is just one of the many hats that you wear. You're also deeply involved in transportation, and that's road and rail and barge and air service to name but a few. But those are keeping you busy at this time of year as well.
1: Right, and as everyone knows, we have the Gordon Drive project uh, sort of looming in front of us, and we're trying to work through. Um, DOT, I know, is working on preferred alternatives for that, and every preferred alternative has different outcomes, right? Um, In addition to that, uh, I do, as you mentioned, air service development for the airport. So luckily we're served right now by SkyWest Airlines out of St. George, Utah, the regional carrier, largest regional carrier actually in, in the country, and they operate as United Express, so we have great connections to both Denver and Chicago, and they just uh, rebid our essential air service uh, bid, so they will be continuing, as long as DOT approves it, they will be continuing to service for the next three years.
0: Well, and Barbara, I know that for a period of time, uh, our air service had prioritized daily flights to the east and to the west and to try and have a hub in Chicago for us and, or in a destination in Denver, and we're pleased that we not only received those roots, but we've maintained them.
1: That's right, and it, it, if you ever if you've flown at all lately in the last well since COVID really it it's a struggle out there and the pilot shortage is real, and airlines are trying to combat that and you know we we again it's relationship building so we continue to build the relationship with SkyWest Airlines so that when they do have pilots available and are able to add additional uh, routes then hopefully they'll think of us first.
0: Well, Barbara, that's a perfect segue um, before we transition in the second half of the program to the National Civics Bee, but before. we get there, you mentioned the national pilot shortage, and you mentioned the 185th. And those two things come together in another of your priorities, um, that being increasing air service at our airport to protect the 185th.
1: Right. So we we are we do have a federal tower, uh, tower-controlled, and that's important to keep that. And to do that, we definitely need to have more movements at the airport. And so it segues a little bit into the general aviation that's booming at our airport that you talked about. So not only do we have the 185th flying in and out of there, we have the commercial air service, but also our general aviation is really starting to boom. And honestly, it's always been a, a source of pride, I think, for us that we have so many um, general – or aircraft like that. But when you see the onset of these flight schools, both with uh, Rev Aviation and now Oracle, Morningside, Western Iowa Tech, that partnership coming along, it's really making a difference already, even with it just being a startup as far as a few number of students. So it's a great place to learn to fly. Um, you know, the airspace is pretty wide open. And I think that's great for our young pilots. And, you know, it starts the pipeline that we need.
0: Yeah, anybody thinking about a, uh, a last-minute Christmas gift, uh, flight lessons might be a really good one. Uh, this is an outstanding airport to learn how to fly because, as Barbara mentioned, we do have a federally staffed air traffic control tower. We have long runways, which are perfectly suitable for multiple touch-and-goes when you fly a single path flight path in the pattern. And we're seeing that activity up over 50% year over year, which is a real tribute and credit to those who are working on this uh, initiative.
1: Right, and that, and that's very impressive. And again, when we when we go to Washington and we talk about uh, the pilot shortage and things that we think uh, can help alleviate some of that, raising the pilot age from 65, the retirement age from 65 to 67, that's a big one. But also these flight schools, getting them started and finding a way to make it um, easier for students to afford it, I think is a, also another, another Another part of that.
0: Yeah, certainly a, a priority for our community going forward. Uh, there's about 1,000 traditional. Uh, part-time positions in our local Air National Guard. Additionally, there are about 300 full-time positions. So not only is this a priority uh, for our military, but it has a huge economic impact on the tri-state area as well. And I know that's why you were uh, so focused on getting our three governors to collaborate on a message at the recent Tri-State Governors Conference.
1: Right. And and that was that was that was a great moment, I guess. That the three governors definitely signed a letter to Congress, jointly signed it. That Chris and I were able to deliver uh, when we went, we went out to D.C. in October to our elected members of Congress. That said, basically, hey, this is we need to fulfill the promise that we made 20 years ago when we converted from the F-16 to the KC-135. Um, this this unit, the 185th, is outstanding. They receive awards all the time about, you know, being fully manned and completing their missions and that. And And we're not giving them the resources they really need to be fully capable, and I, I think that we need to move forward with that.
0: Yeah, we've been blessed with great leadership at the 185th, Barbara. Uh, Colonel Brian Miller comes to mind, General uh, uh, um, Larry Christensen, Christensen. Uh uh, following uh, Larry, uh, General Mark Muckey, and now Colonel Sonia Morrison. And so we wish them continued success. You're listening to Grow Siouxland. Our guest today is Barbara Sloniker with the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce and the Siouxland Initiative. We'll be right back with Barbara to discuss the National Civics Bee after this short commercial message. Looking to buy, sell, or lease commercial property in Siouxland? One call is all you need. NAI United, the largest and highest producing commercial real estate firm in Siouxland. Speak with Bo Bronger, Nick Madsen, Aaron. Rooney, Nate Connolly, or Chris Bogenry. NAI United has the answers to your questions for commercial real estate in all corners of Siouxland. All NAI agents are licensed in Iowa, Nebraska, and South Dakota. Put NAI United to work for you today. Go to NAIUnited.com and learn more. NAI United, uniquely positioned to serve your needs. Welcome back to Grow Siouxland. Chris McGowan with the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce and the Siouxland Initiative. We took just a moment in the first half of the program to refamiliarize our listening audience with Barbara Sloniker and her background, and then also address a couple of the priority projects that she continues to work on. The focus of today's program is the new, it's in its second year nationally, it's the National Civics Bee. It was started by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation. We are an independent chamber, not directly affiliated with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, but this, much like a spelling bee, offers an opportunity for our young students to compete. And Barbara, you recognized this opportunity after visiting with some of our peers at the Iowa Chamber Alliance and thought this made a lot of sense.
1: Yes, I think it does, and it's something new for us, and actually Tasha Pointer, who is our executive assistant, is really uh, taking control of this, taking the lead, and she's getting very involved with it. So I think it makes sense if there is such a competition out there to partner and actually uh, have our students maybe be folk- or highlighted in-, in D.C. if they win.
0: Yeah, it's really remarkable because not only is it a competition, but it's a competition with prizes, and so we want to encourage um, our middle school students Uh, to engage in this.
1: Right. So so what, what what students have to do is any sixth, seventh, or eighth grader, and this is on the Iowa side this year. Uh, Nebraska and South Dakota are not in yet, but we hope to get them in next year as, as partners. But on the Iowa side, if you're in sixth, seventh, or eighth grade, you need to write a 500-word essay, which is only a couple of paragraphs, a few paragraphs anyway. It's not like some of those papers I had to write in college. And the prizes, and I'm sorry, and you, the topic is uh, civics, really. We're trying to teach uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth graders a little bit more about civics. You have to uh, talk about a problem in your communities and trying to help solve it, what resources you need, who you go to, how it has anything to do with civics, um, and how you can maybe get buy-in from the community in your neighborhood to actually solve a problem.
0: And while this process ends, with state finalists competing for $50,000 in prizes in national in Washington, D.C. in the national competition. It begins with that short 500 word essay that you just mentioned. And we want to encourage local sixth, seventh and eighth graders on the Iowa side to participate in this program. Where can they find more information?
1: Well, you can go to our Siouxland Chamber website at siouxlandchamber.com, and you'll find a, a graphic right on the front page, that, and you click there, and it, it brings up all the information on the uh, National <laughs> Civics Bee. But locally, you talked about $50,000 to get to the national level, or there's that many in prizes, but locally, it's $500 for first place, uh, 250 for second place, and 125 for third place, and, and they we take the top 20 from that, and then they go... I'm sorry. And, and they compete then in a live event locally. So I should back up. So after you submit an essay, your essays are judged and essays are submitted anytime from now till January 8th. That's the closing date, January 8th, 2024. So
0: we really want to underscore that here we're entering the holiday break. Uh, most of our sixth, seventh and eighth graders have a little break from school, but what a great opportunity to work on a 500 word essay to compete in this national civics speech.
1: And then once those are all um, submitted after January 8th, then we have local judges. We have selected eight uh, judges from the community, and they will review those essays. And each essay will be reviewed by two different judges and critiqued or or graded, if you will, if that's what you want to call it. Um, And they won't know who submitted it. So there there will be no way that they know what student submitted what essay. So that's very private, which I think is a good way to do it. Once the top 20 of those are picked, we will do a live event in Sioux City on March 4th at 7 o'clock at REMAX Center.
0: So that's very exciting. I mean, and that's uh, where you're going to see kids competing head-to-head with Q&A and a panel of judges and the whole, I mean, this is really a, a significant event.
1: Yeah, and I think it's a great way to sort of build character and get sixth, seventh, and eighth graders ready for the real world, right? Um, they're, you know, they're competing but with their writing skills to begin with and their thought process of how to solve problems in our community, which is what we want to raise, right? Those are the kinds of kids we want to raise, those that are going to be able to help solve uh, community problems in the future. So then they compete at the state level and then the top, excuse me, at the local level, the top three from the local competition go to the state and, that, and those prizes, then once you get to the state level, are $1,000 for the first place prize, 500 for second, and 250 for third. So that's, that's, that's really getting exciting. And we don't have a date for that yet, um, but that will be in probably Des Moines area.
0: So those students who have a little bit of idle time during this holiday break, if you're in 6th, 7th, or 8th grade, live on the Iowa side... There's an opportunity for you to compete in the Chamber of Commerce, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation, nationally sponsored Civics B. And with that 500-word essay, there will be a panel of judges scoring those. And finalists will be invited to compete at the REMAX City Center, as Barbara indicated, on March 4th. I believe that's a Monday. Okay. Mm -hmm. And at the REMAX City Center, and some finalists will be selected from that to go and compete at the state competition. And then we'll send representatives from the state of Iowa to compete in Washington, D.C. Uh, in the fall, I believe. And that's for up to $50,000 in prize money.
1: And that's actually just one one that wins the state, the local I'm sorry, the local competition is the three. Then whoever wins the state competition, one of those goes to D.C. And the nice thing is uh, the U.S. Chamber is offering some travel uh, expenses or reimbursement for the person who wins the state competition.
0: And so we really, again, want to encourage young people um, to participate in this program. If you're a teacher and you can send your students an email reminder or a text reminder and encourage them to participate or... When you come back from the holiday break, the deadline is not until January twenty eighth, twenty twenty four. January eighth. January. 8th. I said twenty eighth. I, I apologize. Said January eighth. It's January eighth. My apologies. Twenty twenty four. At 11.59 p.m. So what a great assignment for social studies for kids to have a chance to participate in this.
1: Well, that's what I think. And I know, as I said, that Tasha Pointer, our executive assistant, has been really doing the legwork on this and reached out to um, all of the local schools and kind of went out a little wider. And if someone's hearing this that's, you know, further out than even what we normally considered our metropolitan institutions, Metropolitan Statistical Area, that's no problem. Um, the, the U.S. Chamber will figure out which one, uh, which chamber that's involved you're closest to. Hopefully it's us. We want to take credit for all of the students out there that are um, going to be writing these essays.
0: And Barbara, I know that there's there's an objective, there's a mission, if you will, from the U.S. Chamber of Commerce that's trying to inform uh, these kids and, and try and use this as a foundation for civics later in life. Can you speak to what that mission is or what their objective is?
1: Right, well the goal is really to inspire middle schoolers to become better informed about American democracy, right? To, to get engaged and do it respectfully and constructively and throughout our community and to build greater trust in others and our institutions. And that that's really what we, I wanted when I was raising my children. You know, I want them to be part of our community to um, find problems or if you see problems, try to address them, learn how to build a consensus, I guess, amongst peers or others to help move your goal forward.
0: And certainly to participate in the democratic process, which is so much more than just exercising your right to vote, but to engage in... Uh, our civic democracy, and to be part of solutions, uh, to understand what our Constitution is, what it means, um, what the provisions in the Constitution, especially within the Bill of Rights, provide for. And that's really the foundation that the National Civics B is aiming for. Uh, Barbara, do we know how many communities in the state of Iowa are participating this year?
1: Yes, we, we have three this year. So Ames, which I think it's the first year Ames has done it, Mason City, who has done it in the past and was quite encouraging to us and said, hey, you really be happy that you did this. And they're, they're getting really excited about it there. And then ourselves in Sioux City. So three communities. So hopefully our our Sioux City area person wins the state title and goes to D.C. to yeah. represent
0: Iowa. And so what, Iowa. what you're really telling us is there's a whale of an opportunity for a 6th, 7th or 8th grader. Because right now this is so new that there aren't a lot of communities in the state of Iowa competing so their odds are quite strong.
1: That's right. So and, and I know it's tough to write essays, but I think I think it's a good exercise and, and I think at least it's a limited uh, 500 words is the maximum. So, I mean, if you're able to do it in a little less, that's fine too, but I, I think it's I think it's a great exercise and I'm looking forward to reading some of myself. I don't get to judge those, but I would still like to read some.
0: So, Barbara, I stumbled over the date a little bit. The deadline is January 8th, 2024 at 11.59 p.m. There's information available at the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce, but again, if you could just summarize in our final minute together uh, here this morning that it begins with an essay and and follows with uh, judging of those essays and then a live competition.
1: Right. The live event is on March 4th at the REMAX Center at 7 p.m. Then the top three from that will go to the state competition. You know, sometime later, that in the... In the- in the year, I guess. And then the top winner from the state competition goes to D.C., and that date is not set yet either, but they're expecting it in the fall of 2024.
0: Well, Barbara, thank you to you and, and Tasha Pointer for leading this initiative uh, in cooperation with the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce, uh, participating with the U.S. Chamber Foundation on this first National Civics Bee uh, for our community. And for those young people considering this, we wish you every success. Barbara, we wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas. Uh, to your husband Mike and to your two children. Uh, we wish you a wonderful holiday season and a personally and professionally prosperous 2024. Thank you. You've been listening to Grow Siouxland. I'm your host, Chris McGowan. On behalf of our producer, Justin Barker, and our sponsor, Mr. Uh, Chris reef who will be with us uh, in a couple of programs in the month of January, we want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas. Uh, Very happy and safe holiday season and a wonderful new year. We'll be back with more on Grow Siouxland next week.